0: welcome back to the money hill your number one call of duty podcast of the betting focus for episode 21 a little stage four major emergency podcast or middle of the major podcast i'm back here with big money Blivs. um unfortunately nikki couldn't join us due to a time zone difference but chris how are you feeling today i know that you're a little hot about major four
1: yeah i mean look this had to happen i think it's been an electric to you steal your word uh Stage four major so far, you know, land has proven for certain teams to be a difference maker, and for others not a difference maker. And so, we had to jump in. We had to talk about it. We had to get the thoughts out there. We'll obviously be getting this up as soon as possible. But um, look, I'm really looking forward to today and tomorrow.
0: Yeah, well, I kind of just want to jump straight into a retake and just kind of talk about a few things that we've just seen here and there um, that are pretty interesting. So, number one, I mean. First match, I guess, of the tournament, and people are expecting a lot out of, you know, Seattle Surge after how much they've talked about being online. And of course, it's been, I think, uh, what a 3 1 and a 3 0 immediately um, in in two straight matches. And it doesn't even look competitive. Octane has been unbelievable. um, And he's gotten a little bit of support from Gunless as well. It's just. All across the board, Seattle Surge, utter dominance on the lower-tier teams. And now I think they have a chance to beat Optic Chicago, which is a little scary as well.
1: Yeah, I think we called this, and specifically myself yeah. called yeah. this. Um, I was incredibly hot on Seattle Surge being able to – I mean, just to that point, right? Like, felt like Octane talked a big game, talked about the differences, and he had to show up, and his team has too. Um, now, let's not – lose our mind yet they beat the ravens and they beat paris right no 100 these are are not this is not beating phase this is not beating toronto this is not even we are
0: talking about a 1.7 land kd as opposed to a 1.07 which i mean a 1.07 is still good i mean but the numbers he has right now are
1: absolutely insane and it's amazing right even when you're watching they're not even focusing on him you're just like kind of like hoping to see the kds and you're like like you, you blink away and all of a sudden he's at like a 30 and a 14 death. And you're just like, oh, like, yeah. You're like, what happened?
0: If you look at the kill feed, it's just all octane and capital. It's <laughs> actually insane. It's insane. And I mean, like, I think for them to make a deep run, this is like kind of my final point on the surge is just you need your submachine guns to step up because the reason that. ARs get so much space and whatnot. And the reason, like, Arsides is able to control a map the way he can, along with Celium is because Simpan and BZ are so good at pushing the other team back. And then from there, it just becomes very easy. And I'm not, it's not to say like Arsides is not that good, but he is extremely consistent at what he does. And that is because of how well his submachine gun players
1: play. I, exactly. And I mean, you just can't ignore the fact that literally a week ago, last weekend, Paris beat Seattle three to one, and now you turn oh, it yeah. around and it's a 3 three zero. Look, I, I'm happy for them. You know, we're gonna get to it. But are you nervous? You're they're playing your boys today.
0: I mean, I'm gonna come out happy either way, which is just kind of, I guess, it's my good. perspective on the matter. I'm, I'm pretty much a fan of both of these teams, um, and I want to see both of them succeed. I think obviously Chicago is more dangerous if they were to win this map than Surge to win it all, but. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about after Chicago. It's it was a 3-0 immediately. Um, it didn't really look competitive at all across the board for them. I mean, just like breakdowns here and there on every map, and and a lot of improvement from Dallas Empire, I can say, especially after the three two loss to Ultra. So I don't know. I like I heard Crimson say that like they've gotten a lot better since they added Reese Vivid um, to the team, and. I think you kind of saw a lot of that, but at the same time, this might have just been a you know, couple series, start off hot, and then maybe a burnout. So who knows? I, I, I'm not entirely certain.
1: I don't know what you saw. Well, it, what's concerning is that this is two weekends in a row now, right? The previous weekend, they lost to Seattle. Now they did come back. Um, clearly, Seattle's performing, but th- there is precedence here for Seattle beating Chicago, not even on land. And to me, this is... Yeah. To me, this is concerning, right? You have optic Chicago who similarly, and you, you brought it up last pod, seem to have this like mental block of like a focus issue. Right. And so we thought, you know, they'd be on land similar to exactly what we're seeing from Seattle that now they'd be on land and everything would be kind of all gravy and they'd be able to kind of put the foot down and perform at the level that we expect. I I'm nervous from the perspective that, I mean, look, Dallas, you know, we were, we had written off Dallas. I would written off Dallas. I thought this was gonna, I thought I just was gonna smoke them um, for them to be kind of the exact opposite is really interesting. And then, I mean, Dallas even really performed against ultra and ultra had to clutch up and had an amazing kind of comeback from behind win. Right. And so that was huge.
0: Yeah, I think, I think Chicago just to kind of touch on it is gonna come down to whether or not formal shows up today. Um and he wasn't there for the Dallas series at all, which is really concerning. Just the amount that he's talked about land, um, but yeah, I mean Dallas. Props to him, they got better. I think maybe Ultra also had some you know online to land gaps in the play, um, but the teamwork was still there. They're still through. Um, another team that got utterly dominated day one is the New York Subliners, and we'll see them playing the Florida Mutineers later today. But holy shit, I
1: mean that that is massively concerning. If you're a New York Subliner fan. Well,
0: I mean, they don't have one of their players, which is, like, a huge problem to deal with.
1: Certainly Um, an issue, but they'd also been underperforming kind of heading into this, right? Like, they would... Yeah. There's more concern than just the fact that they're missing a player, but... You can't be in a major missing your one of your best players. That's just yeah. That that that's a bad recipe, right?
0: My only argument is just like yeah, Asim is one like a pretty clutch player for them, and I think he like pairs with Hydra really well. Uh, but also like there's no world where I see them losing a hard point if all four players are there at all, like against Minnesota at least. Um, maybe against FaZe, maybe against Ultra, but like not against Minnesota. I could see them losing Search and maybe Control, but Never a hard point, this wouldn't be a three oh in my book. Yeah. And then of course, I mean, you know what happens after that. Like Minnesota yeah. Phase, it's not competitive except Search and Destroy, which is what you would expect from a Minnesota Phase series. Um yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean that's
1: to to touch on that, right? I'd picked the plus two and a half the week before and they it was a three one. Got that one right, but I didn't touch it this week. You know, to me, if you give phase the chance to play you twice this close to each other you're gonna get smoked
0: oh and you're on land not to mention that plus all all four of those guys have won i think world championships on land um just to kind of continue i guess in in the one match that we haven't touched on uh la thieves versus los angeles gorillas um and and following that of course florida 3-0s lag right after um but i mean i think if hook spells his name right. On the COVID test, which is, this is actually incredible that that any of this happened. But I think if he spells his name right on the COVID test, this is a 3-1 LA Thieves. And it's crazy how much that actually changed. But also, if you're Thieves, you just exited top 12 at the major, where people were expecting you to just perform way better than this, and it's time to consider benching TJ.
1: Well, I
0: mean... Actually, it's
1: time to bench TJ. Yeah, (laughs) I don't think you have to consider it anymore. The, the writing's on the wall. He looks like he was lost out there. There's no chemistry with him. He looks like he's not really even performing as part of the team. I am actually going to push back on your thought that if Hook showed up on time, learned how to spell his name, uh, would have been a part of it, and that the Thieves would have just naturally walked in with a 3-1 win. I'm not sure if I yeah. agree with that. I actually think the LEG, again, kind of like... We've seen this time and time again, right? Where are going way back to one of your previous episodes about... Um, kind of like natural ability versus planning when the la when lag has a minute to plan and kind of put together a, a a concise way to take down a team they actually have success in these like one-offs right last major they won the first round and then got obliterated in the second round i think this is a consistent theme for them where they can kind of win like one game in a major they can win one game in a weekend but there is too much to ask them to, to win like the second game in a weekend um and so when we looked at the data with or without Hook, I mean, LA Thieves are impossible to predict because of how frequently their roster is changing, um, whether they show up or not. But, I mean, look, we had it. money line was 3.7, and we nailed that because— Oh, it yeah. Was, it was I mean, not close. for the right reasons, but— It was too close not to—it was irresponsible betting to put money on Thieves at, at, at 100%, that 100%. I and, agree with that. and Yeah. You know, classic of them to, to the acquire who, who just seems to be in a little bit of a tailspin. I'd, I would actually be concerned about his desire or will to be a part of competitive Call of Duty at this point. So I don't know. I, I was thrilled to see LAG kind of thieves while I enjoy their branding. Um, for me, it's a bit of fun to kind of root against them. So I was very pleased to see LAG come through. I mean, it's just so weird because
0: while you say that, and, like, I know that they have won a lot of, like, first rounds of majors, especially in the losers' bracket, this one felt different because the hard points weren't competitive at all, and you expect them to have at least a little bit of a game plan for maybe how they're going to steal one. The control really, like, I mean, even without any coordination, LA Thieves should have taken it. And then from there, it, like, you never reach a map five, search, and destroy. That's how I come out to, like, this should have been a 3-1. I think they still lose the first search, um, even if Hook's there. And maybe not. It, it maybe could have been a 3-0. But, like, I just don't think this goes that way. And and clearly, like, something was off for Thieves, especially in that control match. It was just very ugly. Um, but, I mean, of course, you know, moving through the major and and as time has gone on and there's nothing to update on, really, um, with in terms of an intel drop, so... We can kind of just move straight into first blood. What we're looking at here um, is round three of the major, of course, middle of the weekend. We've got Atlanta phase and Toronto ultra playing in the winner's bracket, winner's bracket finals, I believe. Um, and then in the round three of the losers bracket, we have New York subliners playing the Florida Mutineers, Optics Chicago playing Seattle surge. And in round four, Dallas empire waits for the winner of New York and Florida and Minnesota waits for the winner of Optics Chicago in Seattle surge. So, Chris, with that being said,
1: what do you got for me? What's a lock, sir? Lock is the Mutineers minus 1.5. Like Actually? The New York subliners. Oh really? My God. Oh, my God, yeah. I, I think, look, I, I just have zero faith in the subliners at this point. This is going to be a massively underwhelming and underachieving performance. Again, I'm not even going to blame them. You don't have one of your players. Uh Florida, you know, quite a good performance um, against LAG. They've only had to play one map and it was a 3-0. So, you know, those are things that that's the way I like to see a team performing as opposed to getting 0-3'd uh, when I'm making my next wager. So oh, a little bit of a alarm there. Um, it's a little early. We get it. Um, but Florida at minus 1.5 is 2.23. That is a lock to me. I love that.
0: Oh, it's so difficult. Dude, because, like, this is called – I mean, this is this is really what it comes down to, you know, as a Call of Duty better. It's just, like, uh, did the team – the rest of the team show up? I know they're missing a player, but, like, did the rest of the squad show up? And, like, I don't feel like they entirely did. And, again, I feel like is a lot more talented than that. Hydra first land event, which is concerning as well. Um, I mean, obviously, the lock of the century right now is – is Atlanta phase minus one and a half, 1.72. This is not going to be
1: close. You don't I don't think so? No. Oh, my God. Because when you look at the, the line, you can get ultra money line at 3.64. I know. I want it. I, I mean, I personally, so what I'm much. looking
0: at right now is I have 3.05. But, like,
1: I if that's the case, then well, your point, book has – At 3.64, you have to take it.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, if you push above 3.5 – I just don't think this is gonna be close. I like. I think Faze is about to beat the shit out of them. I don't know why, but um, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm coming from on the locks. Up to Chicago, I want to say that like, it should be uh, minus one point five lock. But like at the same time, Surge plus one and a half looks really good at one point six. Um, no doubt about that. Sur- the money line also looks yeah, good at two point five. Like to me, everything yeah. about this match, yeah.
1: To me You're again, right. like we've already seen Seattle Surge beat Optic. Now, you know, my, my famous my famous quote of it's hard to beat the same team twice, um, will probably ring true, but I don't know. Surge are feeling themselves. They are clicking, they are on a roll. Optic is not performing. I mean, again, at two point I got it at two point four three for the money line for Seattle. That again is something that is like wouldn't it be irresponsible not to just put a little bit on that, like a, like a unit? Yeah, 100%. I
0: mean, I have both overs for the New York game and the Chicago game, and the parlay comes out to be 1.72 odds, which I don't know if that's perfect, but, like, it's pretty good. I mean, I could see both these games going 3-1, 3-2, um, which is, like, I it's pretty nice odds for what we're talking about. But, yeah, I think it's a little irresponsible, definitely not to place – anything on the surge um, as a call of duty better. And just looking at like how the lines are. And also it might be a little irresponsible to not put anything on the subliners, of course, just to go back to that. Like, I mean, no, you can, this you could can, get, you can rate that. No, off. this, that, this could get, this could get interesting, but also like the team best suited right now in the lower bracket that's playing is optic Chicago to, to make that run. Um, they have all four of their players. One to compare them to New York, but they have the land experience. They have guys that have won there, and it's just about showing up at this point. Like it, but it point. nothing else matters. But that's the
1: point. They're not. Well, yeah, but it's up. like
0: we've seen them from day one to day two play an entirely different game before. Like this has happened before. To yeah. be fair,
1: yeah.
0: and yeah. and they also last time they made a run, it was lower bracket. So
1: true. Um, By the way. If you want to get your Optic Chicago minus 1.5 parlay with uh, Atlanta Phase minus 1.5, you can get that at 3.85. That's pretty solid
0: if I didn't, you know, if I didn't worry about Optic
1: so much. Um, <laughs> that's the issue. <laughs> you have no faith. Like, you want no, it to I mean, true, like but you No, I, I don't have any faith either. Like, it's
0: I want it to be true either way. Like, that's the thing. I, I want to see Seattle succeed as well. And I, I also think they're pretty, like, if they can beat Chicago handily, then it becomes like weird. Because what it, I've said this entire time is like, Octane can't do this alone. You know, like, as much as he can have a 1.7 KD, it won't matter if they're not winning gunfights around the hill if they're getting pushed off of shit and, and if a team is just bullying them, right? Like, on the other positions. But if he's able to do it single-handedly against Chicago, then, like, it becomes really, really weird. Um, but I think Gunless has helped a little bit. I mean, like, Pristini had a good game as well. Classic, somebody called him dirty work player in this Discord I'm in, but, like, that doesn't exist anymore. Like, you need to have a good KD. It doesn't matter anymore. You just have to have a good gun skill.
1: Um, so I think either way. So let's, let's play this through for a second. I think optic Chicago, it could honestly go five maps. I could totally see Chicago winning in a a fifth map, um, S and D over, over Seattle. Uh, I think either team kind of regardless of how they perform against each other is going to beat Minnesota. So I would absolutely see one of these guys in the round five. Um, I think you're gonna see Dallas Empire smoke, whether it be the subliners again, or whether it be the subliners, or whether it be the Florida Mutineers. I think that, you know, they've clearly righted whatever their earlier struggles were. So I I think you're gonna see a Dallas Empire versus Optic Chicago Seattle Surge and how they're performing, I'm not sure you're gonna see Dallas lose. And so I think you're gonna see Dallas either playing Ultra again or playing phase. Um, at which point to me it's it's a mortal lock that Ultra will beat Dallas again or they'll definitely beat Optic Chicago or Seattle sur- surge. I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be Ultra I'll tell you that much ba- that's basically, basically my <laughs> point is I think that this is your your grand finals is just gonna be a rematch of this Atlanta face Toronto Ultra match, and so pay attention today because
0: Um I mean, dude, the thing is, I want to agree with you, and I, I see where you're coming from, especially as a guy like that that thinks it's so one to one, right? Like this is how it should be. but there have been so many crazy things that have happened, especially in like call of duty land majors in the past. Also, just think about what happened this year. Like everybody had chalked uh, ultra entirely from the one tournament, right? And they just, and they won, they won like five straight <laughs> matches won. to win. It. And yeah. And then they beat Faze in the final and now they're like, okay, this team's top three. Like I'm to, telling you what fair, I mean though,
1: to be fair. A no one could, could guess the impact that insight was going to have on that team. And then B they've remained top three. It's not like it was like a one-off. They have a hundred percent kind of been able to stay there and show that they are not just a fluke.
0: I mean, Insight's, like, very good, but we already knew that he was very good. Like, he already had the KD to prove that um, before the major. But, like, when I say anything can happen, I mean that, like, Florida could win this major. Like, Seattle Surge could win this major. And I don't think it's, like, a high chance of happening. I'm just saying that, like, it can. And that's, like, that's the crazy thing. It's, like, very one-off,
1: but it could happen. And, like... All right, well... That's just Call of Duty, man. I, I picked... That's what I love about it. I picked Seattle Surge to make this run. Now... Yeah, now, now the real question is, do I have the balls to stick with them against Optic Chicago? I mean, I think you have to. I, I want to, but similar to what you said, it's like, when I play through, in my mind, just the team skill and the ability of Optic Chicago versus a Seattle Surge... I just don't think it's going to happen. I think I think your optic Chicago minus one and a half at two point whatever is actually very tasty. I really do think Florida's going to minus one and a half the shit out of New York subliners. So that's going to be my parlay for this. Like on, I know we've been following our structure a little bit. It's so like a deep flank for me. You get years minus one and a half. You get optic Chicago at minus one and a half. And that gives you. Sorry, I wasn't. Might as well scared. throw in phase five point zero zero. And if you do phase, let me do it. What's the minus one and a half? Just trifecta. Oh baby, eight point five nine. Wow. I mean, I can see that happening. It's not just as a not. Not only could you see that happening, like that's just like a very. I mean reasonable parlay you
0: know the story we've seen before is just new york 06 through a major and then just falling out of the bracket from the winner's bracket so what if if florida three 30s i mean that's at 3.65 odds since we are in our deep flank section just to talk about you know little value there um yeah i mean there's not a lot to like pull from this, to be completely honest. But if you go opposite Chicago three one, Atlanta phase three one, Florida Munoz 3-0, 31.17 odds, not bad. Um, can play with that, but it's also you need three exact scores to hit, of course. Um, I'm not sure there's like anything else to really like find any deep value on. I'll tell you what, like Atlanta phase one point four one odds on map three, like they're not going to lose control. They don't lose control. Correct. Um, that doesn't happen. So that one's a lock. Yep. I think Seattle Surge, there might be a little value on their map three as well. Um, just because they are hot on control and Optic had a dog shit stage for control. Yeah. Um, they're
1: noticeably bad at control.
0: But I mean, that's like, that's pretty much it. I I, I do kind of want to hop into, you know, a little... little Cracked and whack here, um, just to kind of talk about, you know, who's got to step up, who needs to prove it, and and who can prove it, I guess. Like, who's on the come up right now in your eyes, and then who has something to prove, um, as well as, I mean, make predictions. Who's going to beat Dallas? Who's going to play Minnesota, like, et cetera? Go ahead. I already made
1: all my predictions. I think yeah, you're gonna, you did. I think you're going to see Dallas steamrolling to round five uh, or even around six, to be honest. And they're going to lose to whoever loses today in phase versus ultra. I think you're going to see a rematch of phase ultra in the grand final. Um, but you know, I think whoever wins today, optic Chicago versus Seattle surge is going to steamroll Minnesota rocker. So that'll be a fun match. Uh, so I would just minus one and a half, whether it be even if it's Seattle surge playing Minnesota minus one and a half, just it's a lock. Um, so I, you know, to your point, Scott. I mean, clearly, people have who have to show up is Optic Chicago. If they get zero sixth, that's that's cause concern. You kind of have to, you have to go back to the drawing board and shake some things up. I don't, That's a big issue because they're not missing one of their best players like New yeah. York is. So, um, you know, New York, you kind of get a pass regardless of what happens. You know, I don't think they're going to get zero sixth. I think they're going to get three and one. Um, but. Yeah, so that that that's what I have.
0: All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I can't disagree with you. The team that has to step up is Optic Chicago. The team that I think could also, you know, bring it a little bit. There's two. I mean, it's Florida and Seattle. Um, and that's concern for for Chicago. I think if they shut down the surge run, then they're in a good position to move forward. But yeah, I think anybody's going to roll through Minnesota. Um, We'll see how true that is when the time comes. But for me, that's going to be Optic Chicago, and that'll put them in round five. On the back half of that, I think if Florida gets hot within a day, there's a chance that they also beat Empire, which would put them in round, round five as well. So I've got Florida, Optic Chicago, round five um, to play, I guess, the winner's bracket loser. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I think moving forward. I also think that Toronto, of course, loses as my picks would would tell you from this episode um but i mean that is kind of all we've got for for this week or for this mid mid major money hill um chris if you have any final
1: thoughts i'll i'm ready to read us out let's do it i think just to recap best bets favorite bets for today we love all the minus one and a halfs i do think you're gonna see chicago win um but at the same time irresponsible not to wager on some of these upsets irresponsible not to take seattle surge i mean again a little bit of this is hedging so make sure you're kind of doing the math to make sure that you're coming out on top regardless but you have to take seattle surge 2.43 money line um i would say you have to take toronto ultra at 3.64 as well although you've kind of tucked me off that ledge which is if you actually think ultra might have a chance to win just do the over four and a half maps because at at um Cause that odds you can get it at 2.95 and that way you don't even have to sweat who wins at that point. So if you really think ultra have a chance to win, um, I would, it's a little bit less money, but I think you're smarter off just going with the over four and a half maps to at the 2.95 number. Cause that's a lot of value by itself. Yeah. I mean, I can see that as well.
0: Um, I think you kind of walked through all the, all the good picks that we had this morning, of course. And, that was episode 21 of the money hill thank you all for listening and please go follow us on twitter at best of three network of course and join our discord which i believe is in the pin tweet still um we will talk to you guys after this major and and we will be recapping you know all the picks from the weekend um all together of course and so we will have our frying and lying back and we will have uh, a little bit more of a deep flank you know moving forward but it'll be mostly recap um just after the major. So thank you all for listening once again to episode 21 of the Money Hill, and we will see you next week. Peace out. toodle